Are you spending a huge chunk of your advertising dollars on media buying and trading fees? Are you frustrated by slow turnaround times in tweaking your campaigns? Not getting enough information on where your ads are being shown and how much your ad space really costs? In-housing your digital advertising efforts could help you optimize your advertising spend and gain the transparency you need. Critter provides highly customizable ad trading software solutions to make in-housing your digital advertising quick, simple, and effortless. Contact us today at www.kritter.in for a free consultation and quote. Here we are with lesson 5 of AdTech for Beginners. Satyam, who we had in our last episode as well, is back with us this week to shed light on campaign KPIs and measurement. Just a quick refresher for all of you. Actually, hi Satyam and welcome back. Why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, Bhavya. To recap, I'm an AdOps consultant at Critter. I've been working in the AdOps space since 2015, and currently I'm handling end-to-end client servicing, ad trafficking, and campaign management. I also proactively handle testing and enhancement to the platform. Yeah, I see you and the tech team figuring out new stuff for the platform all the time. So Satyam, when we talk about measurement, campaigns or otherwise, we typically have two types, right? Quantitative and qualitative. What is preferred in the advertising world? Quantitative information or data is based on numbers obtained using a standardized measurement process. While in contrast, qualitative information records attributes that are descriptive, subjective or difficult to measure. So quantitative measurement is actually a more realistic way of measuring programmatic campaigns. Hmm, figured as much. It's the case with almost anything that needs to be measured. Quantitative metrics are easily traceable and measurable, and so they can be analyzed for patterns and other insights, which is what a campaign manager would ultimately want, right? Now, what are some of the popular metrics that are tracked to monitor a campaign's performance? Well, I guess we can start with what type of ad is actually being shown in the campaign. KPIs for banner and native ads will be different from those for video or for rich media, simply because of the nature of what is being viewed. For banners, we firstly track impressions. An impression is simply an ad view. Here at Critter, we measure impressions at two levels. One, when we receive a win notification from the supply partner that we have won the auction and another when the ad renders on the user's end where a pixel fires to let us know that the creative has been served. We also measure clicks, of course, by far the most popular way to measure the campaign success. 
Then we have conversions, which we also covered in a little detail last time. Example of popular conversion events include form fills, app downloads, or app installs. We can also measure viewability. So according to IAB, for an impression to be considered viewable, there are three criterias. For ads in general, 50% of the ad's pixel must be visible in the browser's window for one continuous second. For larger ads, in particular those greater than 240,000 pixels, 30% of the pixel must be visible in the browser window for one continuous second. And for in-stream video ads, 50% of the pixel must be visible for two continuous seconds. For video, we can also measure completion rate. These are usually in quartiles like 25%, 50%, 75% or complete. You know, it's actually great that you mentioned viewability. I remember discussing this with someone back at Critter that viewability came about because an ad could be served on a web page, even in areas of that page where there was no guarantee that a user had seen the ad or could even see the ad but the advertiser would still have to pay for the impression, so to speak. Yes, exactly. So you have above the fold views or ATF, which is the section of the web page that is visible immediately after the page loads. The bottom of this section is called the fold and all the content that you need to access by scrolling down, all of that is BTF or below the fold. Meaning ATF is almost always a 100% viewable, while slots below the fold have varying rates of viewability based on how far down the user scrolls, yeah? Oh yes. Now, how do you differentiate between an ad being viewed and an ad being viewable? So, an ad is considered viewed when it renders on the page, so it is an action that can be performed on the ad. Viewability is more of a metric to gauge how much of the ad slot was visible to the user when the ad was viewed. Okay, cool. So your basics to track are impressions, clicks, conversions, and as an additional bonus, if you'd like, viewability. Are there any others? Then there is unique users, which are another great measure to gauge campaign effectiveness. A user is considered unique if the system has tracked the user ID that identifies them across the internet for the very first time. If the user ID is recognized as repeat by the system, then the user against that user ID is not considered as unique. Now, this is not much of a KPI, but it is usually measured for a campaign to make sure that the resources are not being wasted, and that is fraud. Some examples of fraud are impressions, clicks, or conversions resulting from bot traffic. We also have things like click injection, domain masking, domain spoofing, and domain cloaking. Coming back to different types of ads, rich media ads are the best when it comes to measurements. Because rich media ads are served using JavaScript code, we can implement different types of trackers within that code. We have also used a certain type of rich media creative to track the X and Y coordinate of the click on the ad. The click coordinates can actually shed a lot of light on the user's activity and intention. For example, coordinates can be compared to the actual creative to check if a significant number of clicks were made near the close button, which would indicate that the user intended to close the ad. We can also know which segment of the creative appealed most to the viewers who clicked on the ad. Cool, 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 all very cool. Now, I'm curious about 
pixels. You mentioned them when you were talking about, you know, how we measure an impression rendering on the user's end. I do know that pixels are little snippets of code that can be placed on a page that trigger calls to an advertising platform or to a data platform, and certain information can be inferred from the pixel being fired. Can you shed a little more light on the different ways that pixels can be used for measurement? Well, the first action that a user usually performs in an ad is viewing it. When sending the response to the supply partner's request, a 1 cross 1 pixel or a unit pixel is sent along with the creative, which loads and fires if the ad serves or shows on the web page. So when the pixel fires, we count that as one impression served or rendered. The next possible action that can be performed by a user after viewing it is clicking on it. So you have pixels to track clicks too. These also operate in the same way as impression tracking pixels? Yes, exactly. These also load when the ad is served, but only fires if the user clicks on the ad. Awesome. Any other applications? Yes, uh, we also track conversions using pixels, except the pixel implementation process is slightly different. For conversions, the tracking pixel is placed on the touch point where the advertiser wants to track the user. Let's say a user is filling a form. The advertiser can place the pixel on the thank you page that loads after the user has submitted the form. When the thank you page loads, the pixel fires and the conversion event is recorded in the advertising platform. Another example is where the advertiser places the pixel in the code for let's say add to cart button. Adding an item to the cart signifies the user's purchase intent and by tracking this, an advertiser can then retarget those users that added items to their cart but did not complete the transaction. This kind of pixel can also double as a retargeting pixel. Oh, okay, so you've got pixels that can do double duty as well. The same pixel is tracking, you know, purchase intent, but then it can also be used uh, for retargeting. That's pretty awesome. Now, I've read about third-party providers who help advertisers, publishers, and agencies track users through their journey and help brands find out where the leaks are in their customer conversion funnel. What kind of insights can such providers usually give access to? For advertisers, daily visits from which geos, which channels the user has come from, uh, how much the bounce rate is on different devices are common examples of the insights that these providers can share. For publishers, they would be able to track visitors' journey from page to page, helping to gain insight on how users are browsing different types of content. Examples of such providers include Google Analytics and Seismic for website. Apps Flyer, Moat, or Kochava helps in tracking user activities in mobile apps. Actually, there's another mechanism to track information about a campaign, and that's using macros. Yeah, macros. They're a huge favorite of advertisers and publishers alike, right? Maybe you can shed more light on what a macro is, uh, what purpose it serves, and how it functions. Okay, so we have ad tags, right? You can shed light on those too. <laughs> All right. An ad tag is a script. The definition of the term ad tag can vary quite a bit and often means any link involved in the ad serving process. If I had to get a bit more technical though, 
Ad tags are snippets of HTML code that a browser can use to call for an ad from the ad server platform. It's a way to call the system for the content rather than invoking the content itself. All right. Now a macro is basically a string of placeholder text in an ad tag that is variable and can be replaced to pass information in real time. The placeholders can be replaced by the publisher to share information about the impression or the click to the advertiser, such as on which domain the impression or click happened, the device that the user is using, or even the carrier. The possibilities are endless. What are the top three macros you've seen in use? Well, at the top is the cache buster macro, which makes sure that a new call is sent to the ad platform every time the user refreshes the page instead of loading the creative from the user's browser's cache. Device ID macro is used to track a user using their Android ID or iOS ID, and the click ID macro passes the unique click identifier against a click or even a conversion event. Nice. Lots of tracking going on there. It makes for really good measurement, looks like. So that covers the what, why, who, how, when, and where of campaign measurement. Thanks for joining us again, Satyam, and we'll see you next week for the lesson on campaign execution and optimization. Great. I look forward to it. All right, guys, that's a wrap for this lesson of AdTech for Beginners. We were in conversation with Satyam Devecha, AdOps consultant for Critter Software. A shout out to Anchor, the podcast hosting platform that is home to our audio course. The platform is really super simple and easy to use with some really great reporting tools as well. So be sure to check them out at anchor.fm. Our podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Radio Public, and Stitcher. So be sure to catch us wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts, comments, feedback, or anything else, feel free to use the comments section or drop us an email at contact at critter.in. If you'd like to send us a tweet, our handle is at tweeting critter. My name is Bhavya Rangaramanujan, signing off for now. Take care and happy listening. Oh,